Hey, sis. Hey, welcome to a new episode of That's My Sis, the one and only podcast created for the resident, loyal to a fault, strong friend who is available for everyone else's problems, but hears crickets when her life is falling apart. Whether you're the strong friend in your high school crew, church sisterhood, or the strong sister or daughter in your family, you will find space to be seen, heard, and celebrated for your strength, resilience, and tenacity when listening to That's My Sis podcast. This is your time to forget about being the answer for others. Instead, be refreshed, poured into, and empowered in Christ. Sis. Laugh and shout, that's my sis, whenever you hear something that resonates with your soul. Let's hop in today's episode. Hey, 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 we are on episode 17, 17, we got three more to go, three more to go, till this season is over. You like my song? Hi, everybody. It is Jasmine Lanise, a.k.a. the Queen of Inspiration. I'm here to inspire you strong friends to recognize you ain't got to be that strong. (laughs) Girl, bro, we ain't got to be that strong. We ain't got to be that strong. Um, We too strong. We look, we out here with veins in our neck, looking like John Cena with all the muscles. Um, we looking like The Rock. <laughs> you too strong. Put some of that down, girl. Put some of that down, bro. Like, nobody asked you to to come out and bust out. Like, remember on All That, if you were like a 90s kid, and he was like, repair, man, man, man. Like, nobody asked you to do that, okay? We didn't ask you to fix, uh, fix our life, Ayala, okay? Just calm down, bro. Calm down, sis. But I'm excited. Um, My voice is a little tired, but I wanted to get this out. I am excited because I was just thinking about how in episode one, I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, I literally sat on the couch, girl. I sat on the couch, crisscross applesauce with a pillow on my lap with my phone up recording and I was like yo whatever comes out this is what it is and so look at where we've come 17 episodes we're about to be on the 20th episode we've had a guest like you know um it's it's been great we've I've talked about some things I've shared some things and we can only grow from here um, you know, and if you don't like it, nobody's asking you to listen. Hey, nobody's asking you to listen. That's that's my good singing for right now. Uh, so I don't have a specific topic. All I'm going to tell you is I just wanted to share what's on my heart because I feel an excitement bubbling up on the inside of me because I want you to know what faith can do. Faith produces purpose, which will produce destiny. And so I know, um, look, no Beyonce, no Michelle, 
uh, no Kelly, but I know that I am a child of God's destiny. Like I know that I am a child of destiny. I am destiny's child. Like I am at a place where, um, the Lord has seen my faith. He's taking my faith and he's showing me different purposes, different designs, different, um, ways that he wants to, um, utilize me, um, in this earth and with his people. And then I'm, when I do that, right. And I get an alignment with that. Then I began to see destiny and I'm looking like, Oh my Lanta, this is only the beginning, right? The beginning of what it is that he has called me to do. And so today I just want to encourage you like, Look at where your faith is. Look at where you've come from. Because in the beginning of this journey, I said, I'm not supposed to be here. But I came to tell you, you're not supposed to be here. The place that you are and you have been, you've been striving for, the place that you have been um, getting therapy and counseling for, the place where you've been having your accountability partners check you over and over, like, you're not supposed to be where you are, right? And we can flip it in, in, in another sense of if you have been stuck, if you are looking to figure out why things are not moving and growing, I want you to recognize that maybe for too long, you've been okay with utilizing your gifts, your talents, your personality, because I want you to know your personality is a gift. That is a gift from God. It may not be one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but it's definitely one of your one of the gifts from God. Like, because with our personalities, it's how we're able to draw people to get to know the spirit that is within us. Um, and so I want you to recognize if you feel like you're stuck in a place, you're not supposed to be there. Why? Because there is more for you. And when you begin to, to actively live your faith, then you will begin to see that God has purposes that will lead to moments of destiny. And so, yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, yeah. You ain't got to be that strong. You just got to put some things down and say, you know what? I'm not supposed to be here. Like, I'm helping you out, or I'm doing this, or I'm in this. Like, a lot of times we get stuck in careers because we've been taught, especially, listen, especially if you're a millennial. Like, what, 40s, 40, I want to say between, if you were born in 1981, you're a millennial. So that's my brother. So between 42 and maybe like, 29 30 30 maybe like like i'm i want to say the youngest might be like 27 28 right now but we've been taught to go after the money we've been taught to get the education to go after the money and so a lot of times we get stuck and we're like i'm not supposed to be here because we've been taught and trained to go after the money and so if you're reflecting at the end of this year 
of your life, right? September is getting to the end of the year. We have to begin to talk about what does purpose and destiny look like. And we have to utilize and increase our faith to believe that it will be done. And so when you begin to ask yourself, you know, what is the next move for me? You're going to look and say, yeah, where I'm at right now, I'm not supposed to be here. And, and I need to get up out of this space. And you will begin to use your faith and, and use strategy to and, and, roll, and receive heavenly strategy to get out. And so I just wanted to say, you know, today we're not going to be very long, but I just wanted to let you know, like, you have to examine if your faith is passive or if it's active. We're going to talk about that. I don't know if we talked about that before. But I was just thinking of a scripture and I was thinking of a scenario um, in the Bible. And I'm just even thinking about like my life and some people that I'm around. It's like, is your faith passive or active? Because depending on which type of faith that you use or which type of faith that you have, strong friend, you might be using the wrong type of faith to get to the purpose to get to the moments of destiny, divine destiny. And let's talk about that for a little bit. So what I'll do is I will end this segment and we'll come back and for the next 10, 15 minutes, we'll dive into that and then we'll end this episode. And I just want to say thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for um, just rocking with me. Share it with somebody. Um, If there's any episode that you see that might be beneficial to someone in, in the situation that they're going through right now. Um, just share it. I'm really just sharing my heart as God downloads. And as I begin to deal and process with things with me, um, you know, I, I said in the beginning episodes and I've kind of stopped. This is not going to be a podcast where we're talking about um, pop culture things unless it relates to something that God wants me to discuss, but I really just want your soul, your heart, your mind, your will to be in alignment with God, because that is the best thing that you can do in this dark and evil day, in this dark and evil world, is to align yourself up with our creator. And so this podcast is to help people to stop um, walking and working in their own strength. It's being interdependent, meaning you lean, you lean on God and God can use you. Um, he can utilize your gifts and your talents back. It's a relationship. It's not one person doing all the work and the other not. And so I just want y'all to know that. I, I, I want to reiterate that as we're winding down in our last few episodes is that this is a place where we are, we gotta, we're training our minds and we're putting down every false burden that is not ours. And we're going to have a little laughs and we're going to have a little fun. And, you know, we might have more guests. Um, but as of right now, it's just you and I, um, you and I, T Y. I'm just different songs be coming up. Y'all know that. And so, um, yeah. So strong friend, take off some of that weight recognize that you're not supposed to be in the place that you are because there's purpose and destiny waiting for you to activate your faith. And so let's dive into it in the next segment. See you over there.
Okay. 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 Let's talk about this. We about to talk about, about it. I was about to say, we about to talk about mothers. Hey, White Chicks is a good movie. I don't care what nobody say. It is like comedic gold. We about to talk about mothers. If you haven't watched it, you should you should watch it. I mean, unless you're so saved and sanctified that you don't watch it, but hey, who cares? Um, the Wayne's family is hilarious. So let's get into this. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Um, the reason why I brought up passive and active faith is because I was realizing, like, I said in the beginning of this season, I'm not supposed to be here. But I've been walking by faith, not by sight. I can't see nothing. I don't know what God is doing half the time. He'll tell me things. I say, "Uh uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Write it down. And I tell my friends and the people uh, and who double also as people with me in ministry. And I be like, I'm going to do it. Or I tell my husband, hey, the Lord said I got to do X, Y, and Z. How can we do it? And then he look at me and he be like, whatever you need, babe. And so... (laughs) I just do what he says because my faith is active. I'm not passively utilizing my faith. Um, I will give you examples of the difference between passive and active faith, but I'm just going to give us an overview real quick so that we can hop in, hop in and hop out of this river flow because you know your sister. You know her. You know she going to talk. So I... Listen, so I'm trying to hurry up and get in and out. And so I want you to know this, is that there is a story in the good book called the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, that is the book for me, in John chapter 5. And so in John chapter 5, we're going to see the difference between active faith and passive faith. And then I'll talk about me in the next segment. And so in John chapter 5, it starts with being at the pool of, of Bethesda. And it was a, like, if you see, you know a pool when we go, we go washing in. But it was a pool in the middle of, like, the, like, in the market. Or it was like a pool somewhere off. It was like right before, let me, let me slow down. It was right before the temple. So it was in an open area. It's just like, girl, you, girl, you went to the community pool and (laughs) in the community pool, there was an angel from the Lord from heaven that would stir up the waters for those who needed healing to enter in. And so in John chapter five, if you go and read it yourself, there was a man who'd been sitting for 38 years and he was lame and he, he couldn't walk. And so he was, listen, check this out. He was in the hallway. He was in like one of the porches. He was in position to to get into the water. But whoever brought him to that place 38 years ago, I don't it never specifies, but if he was there for 38 years, whoever brought him to that place dropped him and never and never picked him up. And so at one point he had an active faith. At one point he was believing that he could get to the water and he would be healed. And so what 
I've learned in studying this out and I've taught it in a Bible study before. So I'm trying to give you guys the, the quick version is that what happens in this story is that the pool of Bethesda, Bethesda means house of grace and mercy. So he was trying to get to God's grace and mercy. He had to utilize his faith, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, Hebrews 11 and 1. And he had to get to that place where he was able to be put in the pool. But here we go. The angel of the Lord, this is how it worked. It, he, um, the angel of the Lord, I'm gonna give him a, I'm gonna call him a he. He stirred up the waters, but whoever got into the water first, the whoever got active first was the one who got or the ones who got healed. So what happens if you've been living your life and you've been trying to get to this next level? This next level of healing, this next level of intelligence, this next level of understanding, this next level of finances and resources and relationships. You're trying to get out of this place where you feel small, you feel stuck, misunderstood, or you've been really strong and you're trying to get out of this place of false burden that people have put on you because they see how you handle situations and you're trying to get to God's grace and mercy for your own self so that you can continue to be who God called you to be, but you have something hindering you. And what comes to hinder us? right? What comes to hinder you? So a lot of times when my faith went from active to passive, my overthinking was the thing that crippled me. So what is your thing that cripples you? Is it um, your overthinking? Is it your anxiety? Is it depression? Is it um, abandonment issues? What comes to hinder you? Because if you recognize that every time self-sabotage, every time something good is going to happen for you and you're going to be catapulted into like a new relationship with friends or with a spouse or significant other, if you are going to experience some type of emotional release where you should feel free and comfortable communicating, but then you shut down because your your mommy issues come in the way and you're quiet you get quiet and so what is the thing that is causing you to become lame become crippled what is the thing that stops you so that you won't get to the house of grace and mercy and so he went from having an active belief for the 38 years that he would be able to get to the house, get to the pool, sorry, the pool, but something changes for him. And so one thing that I realized, if you read John 5 on your own, is one thing that you'll realize is that he was in a porch and there were five different porches. So there were five different ways for you to get to the place of healing. What if you've had five different opportunities, four different opportunities, for yourself to get out of, to change your career, whatever your thing is, being codependent, self-sabotaging, having anxiety, low self-esteem, you had different opportunities. God gave you different opportunities to make a different choice, but you chose one choice and stuck with it and did not move. And so the people around him were his 
was his stumbling block. So he was already crippled by his fear. He was already crippled by what happened in his childhood. He was already crippled from things that took place that he could, he had no control over him. We don't even know the story, his background. Maybe he did have control over it. Maybe he did walk at one point. Maybe, you know, he had an understanding of what it looked like to walk, but something happened and it hindered him. You have some type of memory of when it felt life was good for you. We all have a memory. And you want to know how you have that memory? Because in your imagination, I bet you, you daydream and imagine how life would be. God had put inside of you already a memory of how your life is supposed to be in him. But the thing is, we don't stop being the strong friend. So we put on false burdens. We put on a cloak. We put on the cape. We ignore our own feelings and thoughts. And so we allow those things to cripple us. So, when we do these things, when we do things like that, then we, we, we move ourselves from having active faith to having passive faith. And so, the people who are helping one another get in the pool are the people who are running into the pool being healed. They had an active faith. They were on the edge of their seat, expecting, waiting for, waiting for the angel of the Lord to come. At some level too, though, if you're always waiting to react, you're being passive aggressive, being passive aggressive. And so a lot of these people were in expectation they were close. They were active. They knew the angel of the Lord was coming. They knew that they were going to experience the stirring of the waters. And they knew they had to get in there. And so in John 5, I want you guys to read it on your own. And I want you to see that sometimes we can allow the thing that crippled us, your anxiety, your fear, your self-sabotage, your low self-esteem, your um, depression, your ment whatever mental health disorder, your eating disorders, you we can allow it to weigh us down. And if we are people who confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have no excuse. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to be for real. You have no excuse. But if you are someone who is still searching if there's a savior, then I, I want to introduce you to Jesus because Jesus introduces himself to this man in this story. If you go to the Bible app or you look online, if you are not a, a firm believer in Christ, go look for John 5 and Jesus meets him and he says to him, I know that you've experienced disappointment, letdowns. I know religion hurt you. I know things have come to cripple you. I know things have come to shut down your faith, but I come to give you life. If you have the faith to believe, if you decide that faith will be the substance of things hoped for, if you push out everything out of your mind that you have no hope for, everything out of your mind that you already know can happen by way of you doing something. If you can push everything out of your mind that you believe it um, is going to happen. My mom acts this way. She does this. She does that. So I already know her response. If you push out all those 
things and you put all those things down. That's what Jesus was telling him. If you put down all the reasons why you can't get up and walk and you just say, hey, I believe that instead of me waiting for some miracle sign and a wonder to happen, that you, God, will come, my creator, in the form of the Savior, and you will tell me to get up and you will help me change my life. And I want you guys to understand that some of us in our getting up, right, is not going to be a miraculous thing where we are just going to be automatically healed, no more problems. But the thing is, you have to begin to walk in that belief that all the things that you have a hope for, that in God, it will come to pass. And then you will begin to see evidence. You will begin to see evidence of God moving in your life because you've decided to shut down all the reasons why you can't be, you can't do, you can't go, you can't wear, you can't live. You, like, you're going to shut all those things down. Now, I'm not talking about this movement of things that are contrary to the word. And you know what it is. Not the things where we're like, as strong believers, we're telling you, hey, God will not be pleased. But what we're saying is, if you come to God with a true under, with a true heart of saying, I'm tired of being lame. I'm tired of being so weighed down and strong for people, places, and things that have not given me back the same sustenance and strength. Then, and only then, faith kicks in and it becomes active and it will begin to produce evidence for you for the things that you have yet to see. See, listen, many people call faith um, in this in this new ageism, they call it the manifestation, meaning things that are not seen to be revealed. You got to believe that the things that you desire, that when you put act, you put action behind it, that it will be revealed. Now, here's the thing. God is the only one who can reveal and manifest your true destiny. What happens is those in new age who are manifesting all they're doing is basically following their own lustful desires, what they desire. But God is saying, if you put down everything that I know that you can do for yourself and you give me the impossible thing and you begin to seek me and seek my face and, and turn from your wicked and evil ways and you begin to trust that I have purpose and plan, the thing that's on the inside of you that you've been trying to activate and you realize that you're not supposed to be where you are. You realize that you need something to continue to sustain you because this world is more evil. Then that's when God will activate a faith inside of you that you will follow him wherever he leads you because you know, you know, you know, that it's only in him you can move, live, and have your being. And so, passive faith is a faith where you're waiting on someone else to move for you. You're waiting for God to come off the throne, to come to your house and sit on the floor with you and your children and explain to them left, right, right, left, this is why you're going here. You need to go there. No, no, no. God is not going to do that. He, he doesn't want to do that. He's not going to do that. Why? Because 
How is it faith? If you have to keep seeing, you have to keep getting everything for you to believe. The thing is, is that in order for us to have faith, we have to come outside of the mechanics of our brain. Because our brain will tell us we can't do it. Our brain is programmed, programmed to, to make, um, to send, um, uh, it's called synapses. It is, is, is created, excuse me, it's created to send information to our physical body that will let us know when something hurt in our limitations. But your spiritual self on the inside doesn't have limitations. And so the only way for you to increase who you are and your purpose and destiny is if you connect to a source that is not physical. And so a lot of times we forget that there are demonic, there's, there's darkness and there's light. And so in order for you to have faith, um, active faith, you have to be willing to say, I'll get up. So the man in John five, and I'll hurry up because I don't want this to be long. The man in John five, when he was sitting there watching people go past, I wonder how loud he spoke up and said, yo, help me. And so you've got to be mindful. And when you have passive faith is that you might have one, the thing that is causing you to be lame, like the situation, the, um, the trauma, whatever it could be that's causing you to shut down. And, and, and to not move with full with fullness of your legs. And when um, uh, if you begin to study things out um, in the Bible, in the Hebrew, um, knees and, and legs, they represent strength. And so he had no strength to live his life at the highest quality. And so some of you are not having strength in your legs because all of your all of your strength you're having on your shoulders in your back. You're being yoked up to false beliefs and false burdens. And so you think you're strong, but the strength is not in your legs. And so, um, so anyway, so then, so you got to be careful of the, the things that can shut you down. So mommy issue, daddy issues, self-sabotage, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z, W, Q, R, Z, right? <laughs> All of them. And then, um, and then second, you have to be mindful in passive faith that you are not utilizing your voice. When you become passive in your faith, when you're like, you know, I don't know, you use your mouth not to speak up for you, not in a place of authority, but you just be like, uh, if you can help me, uh, I don't need nobody to help me. Uh, you know what, God, if you can do it, you, you begin to not speak with confidence and surety. So ask yourself, do I let old situations shut me down? Do I not speak about what I want to see in my life? Do I not speak the word with confidence? Do I not talk about my future, my skills, my talents with confidence? Then when you realize you're operating, um, excuse me, ap operating from passive faith, I want you to think about the fact that you have people around you who see you hurting, that see you struggling, that see your strength is all in one area and you need more support and they just walk past you.
They walk away. They give you a pat on the head. They say those famous words, I'm praying for you, sis. I'm praying for you, bro. No, and it ain't. They have not gone up in the spirit for you. So that's how you recognize you have passive faith, right? And then fourth, you'll make excuses. I want to say the man in John 5, he did make an excuse. And so you'll have excuses. So you will allow past things to shut you down. You will not speak with authority and boldness about your future, about your talents, about your gifts. You will have people around you who will walk past you for, and you will make excuses. You will make excuses. It's easy to make an excuse than to say, you know what? This can be different. And the fifth thing I'll say of passive faith, this, this fifth thing that I'll give you, and then we'll talk quickly about active faith. This fifth thing that I, I, I want you to realize is that, is that you're going I'll say it this way. If you're always watching other people, but never getting information from other people and trying to, to figure out how to use it in strategy, your faith is passive. So that means if you see somebody who has the ability to, let's, well, let's go to business, right? You have, they have the ability to run a business and you're looking to get any type of business, but you just watch them on social media and you don't walk, you don't reach out. That's a part of you not using your voice with authority and you don't reach out and you're just constantly watching people to where envy and jealousy and, and, and disappointment can sit in your heart. Then, um, you have passive faith. So remember Faith is not what you see. So you're busy watching what you see, but you're not getting the information to translate it into action. So that is passive faith. That's passive faith. So I'm going to let you digest that and then we'll, we'll take a deep breath. Ask yourself, am I passive right now? Am I allowing old things? Like I can't communicate. I don't want to communicate because you said something to me five years ago. Like, are you letting old stuff stop you from actually moving forward in your relationships and moving forward in your mind? Are you, are you saying, oh, I can't, I'm just using examples. I can't read well, or I don't understand the Bible well. So I can't spiritually grow. Are you making excuses for yourself? Are you making excuses to when God sends prophets, prophetic people, or God sends, you know, um, pastors, God sends his word. He sends him, he sends a messenger to you to say in a dream, in a vision, like, Hey, you need to let that go. Stop doing it. And then you make an excuse like, well, well, he ain't talking to me. I don't got to do that right now. I can do that later. I got time. Oh, God is love. I can love whoever I want to. Are you making excuses? Your faith is passive. You are being passive aggressive towards the Lord. You're being passive aggressive towards your life where you're really full of resentment 
You're really full of anger. You're really full of rage and disappointment. But instead of actually confronting it so that you can do something about it, you just sit around and make excuses and complain. And then I'm recapping. And then you you see what you see. And instead of utilizing it to empower and to strengthen you, you just get you get envious, you get jealous, you become covetous, and then you 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 sit and you sit and you find people to communicate to communicate these things instead of activating your faith. And so that's passive faith. And I'm just going to do a quick segment about active faith, and then we'll get out of here. See you in the next segment. All right, this is about to be our wrap up, and I'm going to talk about active faith. So in John 5, the same story, Jesus came to him and was like, yo, do you want to be healed? He was like, yeah, I want to be healed. He said, get up get up, (laughs) take your mat and walk, get up out of here. And then I believe he told him, don't go sinning. Don't go open your mouth. Don't go tell people you just get up, you change your life and they will begin to see that you are no longer lame. You are no longer bound. You are no longer passive aggressive because you're doing something about your life. So I'm coming to tell somebody, it's time for you to get up. I bet you in his mind, he was like, come on, man, you playing games. You know, I can't get my, my legs is all weebly wobbly. I can't get it. And here, I want you to know this. You have to begin to believe that when God's speaking, the self-existent one, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, the creator of all things. When he begins to send messengers to you, when he begins to say, get up from here. I want you, like I said earlier, I want you to push down everything that you know you can physically do. Push down every disappointment. And you say, I'm I'm pushing it down so that you can pull me up. So it could be a thing of compression. And so I've um I've listened to some um some videos because um I'm a singer. I've listened to some videos about like how to sing higher notes because um there's a part in my in my um range that from many years of not utilizing it, I, I can't access it at the moment. And so um, I've been trying to, to get back in conditioning. And so one of the videos I watched, she was saying that a compression has to go on. You have to bear down to go up. Listen, you have to bear down to go up. And so I want you to know that there's a compression that needs to happen. In order for you to have active faith, you have to bear down on all the things, push down all the things that are telling you you can't. And then allow God's 
spirit and presence to lift you up. You have to believe that God has good things for you. You have to believe that your creator, the one that you can't unexplain, the one that you can't, we can't in this world stop talking about, the one that they can't stop telling us that doesn't exist. You got to believe that he is a self-existing one. No one created him. And every Greek mythology, every God, every other person is a copycat of him. And so no one can duplicate his power. I have not met another God that can duplicate his power. No matter if you're Catholic, if you're um, a Muslim, if you're a Buddhist, there is no duplication of the all-sufficient one's power. And so when you recognize that when when you are in this place where you've been strong for so long and you recognize I'm not supposed to be here, it's time for, for you to recognize that it's God, it's, well, I'm going to say Jesus, it's Jesus the Savior who is coming to say good. I'm tired of seeing you here too. So now, are you going to push down, compress everything that's telling you what you're not supposed to be doing so that you could stand up in me. So active faith, active faith has to believe, has to believe in you. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in God. You got to believe that he knows all things. And you have to believe that no matter what comes your way, you're not doing it without the main source. And so what we have, when he shifted into active faith, he had to get his thoughts and his emotions in alignment. So here's the thing about active faith that's different than passive faith. When you're passive aggressive, you have resentment and you have all the bitterness, you have all the, all the negative things, the covetousness, the, the, lust, you, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, pride of life. You're full of these things that keep you crippled. Here's the thing about active faith. Active faith, you have to begin to practice the saying, you know what? I know I feel this. I know I think this. But there got to be something on the other side of that because you're trying to make me think that this is all that there is. And I've seen other people do it. Here's the thing about active faith is when you begin to see other people doing it, when you begin to see that there's other people who overcome the same thing, when you begin to see there's millionaire people who have experienced maybe the abuse, the, the, the divorce, the things that you've experienced, you're going to begin to realize that my feelings and my emotions ain't telling me the whole story. And when you begin to compress, push down on that narrative that you've been living in, that's been causing you to be lame, you're not going to doubt when Jesus says, get up, trust me, that you can do it. And so... In active faith, you have to do a compression. You push down the things that you know that you can accomplish by yourself. You push down the things that you know, you, I mean, excuse me, the feelings and, and the thoughts that you know have not produced much in your life. Then you have to begin to forsake all other people. It has to become about you and God. You have to look at God and say, look, play a partner friend, homie, to lover of my soul. If you want me to make this change, you got to be with me. The Bible says 365 times. So each day of the year, you can say that God will not forsake you. He will not leave you.
God will not forsake me. He will not leave me. God will not forsake me. He will not leave me. That there's even in Psalm 139, it says, when I make my bed in hell, he's still there. No matter the, the, the trouble, the tribulation that you're in, God is still there. And so a lot of times we get into this passive place. We're passive aggressive. We're angry. We're bitter. We're full of rage. We don't believe in God. We speak against God. We don't believe it's going to manifest. We don't believe it's going to work because we haven't, the, the Bible says in first Corinthians chapter 10, we haven't taken captive of the thoughts and the emotions that have just been running rampant. Just run rampant. The thing about living for God is that there's, it, it's, it's a thing of order, right? It's not a thing. Listen, I have a fun life. I, I think I'm pretty fun. I'm funny. I'm fun. I still watch movies. I still go to the movies. I still, I will go to concerts. I just don't go to certain concerts. Like I still live my life. I do things with my husband and my family and my friends. But here's the thing. God he lives his life in order. The thing about chaos, the thing about the devil is that he likes chaotic things because it's a freedom that it is, it's a freedom that he can get people to destroy themselves with. Because when he was Lucifer in heaven, he saw how much power and authority God had and he wanted to be worshiped. But here's the thing. He never counted that in order for him to be worshiped, it has to be order. It can't just be chaos. It can't just be destruction. And so sometimes we get into faith and we realize that discipline and self-control has to do with faith. Why? Because in order for me to check out what's the best route for me to go and what's going to be best for me, I have to be willing to hear wisdom. I have to be willing to have accountability. I have to be willing to not think of myself smarter, wiser, greater than everybody else around me. And so sometimes when you get into active faith, you might have to forsake those around you. You might have to just make it about you and God so that you can get in, into a place of discipline, of reading his word, knowing his ways, learning his heart so that you can get up. The man saw the heart of Jesus and that was, I've came to save, I've come to heal, and I've come to empower. He, he, he came to give us authority. And so um, active faith looks like you compressing the things that you you can do on your own. You 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 pull down and you silence your emotions and and your thoughts that have not produced anything from for you. And you forsake all overs. It's a personal encounter between you and God. And when you get up and you get your strength back and you begin to see, oh. I'm doing this in faith. I don't understand what this is going to look like. I don't know if I should leave this job. It's good. But if you just keep believing that God has a plan for you, that God has provision for you, that he doesn't need anyone else to give him any resources. He's not like another nation asking America to borrow money. He's not like America asking other people to borrow money. He has his own resources. And so when you begin to walk, then that's when you find purpose. Come on. That's when you realize that you have, there's need for you 
in a certain way, at a certain place, at a certain time. And that's when you begin to see the moments of destiny. I pray that that helps somebody, encourages somebody, or gives you a, hmm, hmm, let me think about that. And so I came from John 5. Um, I don't have, like I said, I'm not dealing with the scripture or the teaching. This is just um, the quick version of what I've taught already um, in a different platform, in a different setting, in a different way. And so I just wanted to encourage you because I've been looking at these I've been looking at my life and how I've been having the faith to follow God and then moving into purpose, knowing that in spite of all that I've gone through, that he has need of me. I'm starting to see now the pockets of destiny where I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be at that place at that time. It was meant for me. I am destiny's child. I am a child of destiny. And so I want to just declare that over your life and encourage you to know that God has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you. I know that you have all these weights and all these things in your mind that you want to do and you want to move forward in. But I promise you, if you just continue to put your hope and your faith in him, if you just continue to trust that he loves you and he has the answer, that you will begin to see the turnaround and the shift. So that's the end of this episode. That's the end of this segment. And I will see you guys on episode 18. Okay, so here's the last thing I want to do on Here's Your Flowers. I'm going to do a quick prayer for praying for those who are dealing with their faith. You're, you're trying to figure out what's the next move for you um, going into 2024. And you're dealing with your faith. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray today thanking you for bringing it to our attention. If we are having passive or active faith, Lord, where we have been passive, aggressive, where we have been resentful, where we have been um, murmuring and complaining, Lord, we bring it to you asking you for help, bringing it to you because there's been some things that have blocked us, that have caused us to be lame in our faith and in our walk with you. There have been things that have separated us from you. And Lord, the, the space feels wide. The gap feels wide. The valley feels deep. And the wilderness, well, the desert feels really hot and dry. And so, Lord, we need your help to get us back into a place where we believe that you have a purpose, that we were on, we are put on this earth for a reason. Father, I pray for those who have active faith. I pray for those who are activating their faith even right now. I pray for those who are beginning to speak that they can do it, believing in their gifts and their talents because they come from you, believing that you are being the head of all things, being the creator of all things, that you even created the very gifts and talents that they have. Lord God, that they've been stuck maybe because they were a they have been trying and, and they've been actively trying, but Lord God, nothing has shifted and moved. So Father, everything that is causing, whether they're passively in faith or actively in faith, whatever is trying to cause them or cause them to become lame, Lord God, deal with their mind, which is part of the battlefield. Deal with the people that are around them that may be ignoring their cries, ignoring, ignoring their heart. Lord God, begin to deal with the environment in the places that they're in and bring them to places of empowerment 
and places of healing and comfort. Lord God, we are believing and trusting that you will begin to open up our heart for us to receive more faith. Give us the faith that move mountains. Give us the faith that take us from poverty to prosperity. Give us the faith that will take us from being overlooked to overbooked. Give us the faith that will help us dismantle systems and begin to build new systems. God, give us faith to have the healthy marriage. Give us the faith to have the baby. Give us the faith to lose the weight. Give us the faith to believe that with our discipline and dedication and the compression of all things that try to tell us that we're not worthy enough, God, that you will begin to have your spirit um, speak to us and, and love us. Begin to speak to them in visions. Begin to speak to them in dreams. Begin to give them an appetite for prayer. Let them seek out um, kingdom ambassadors, Lord God, that will be able to pray and to strengthen them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And so I'm giving you your flowers, whether you are in passive faith or active faith. Having faith the size of a mustard seed is all you're required to do. And so God is going to begin to turn it up as long as you begin to step closer to him, he'll step closer to you. And so I am always here for you. You can always email me at jasminelanise at gmail.com. J-A-S-M-I-N-E-L-Y-N-I-S-E at gmail.com so that you can link up and connect with me. Um, I am a minister of the gospel. I'm a prophet. Um, I am, I am a counselor and a coach. And so if you, and I have a community of women and we invite men in to be able to be strengthened and stretched and, and be held accountable to live according to the word. And so you are always more than welcome to reach out and to connect with me so that we can see if this is a place and, uh, and I am someone that God is willing to help you get out of the um the lameness and walk into your strength and so strong friend it has been a great episode 17 and i and i'm just declaring over your life what 17 represents in the hebraic um in the hebrew is it represents overcoming the enemy and having complete victory so in this episode i am declaring over your life that you have complete victory over the 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 ailment over the the um, environment over the event the experience that is trying to keep you lame you're not supposed to be here if you are in a space that is not full of purpose and destiny so it's time to rise up we're in september preparing for the rest of this year let's prepare together and watch god move i love you with the love of christ until next episode see you later bye Sis, thanks for listening to That's My Sis podcast with your host, Jasmine Lanise, a.k.a. the Queen of Inspiration. I hope that you really enjoyed as I shared from my heart about passive faith and active faith. I pray that you listen and you begin to examine if you're operating towards God in a passive aggressive way or you are stepping up and meeting God halfway. And so if you've enjoyed yourself, you felt empowered, you laughed a little bit, come back for next week's episode. Sis, head on over to 
um, jazzmelanise at gmail.com and email me. Give me some feedback. Give me some topics. We are ending this first season. And so when we get into the next season, I would love to have more topics, more content traded things that we will we will be talking about so i'm always open for suggestions if you know some people who would be great guests i would love for you to suggest them to me you can always reach me at jasmineanise at gmail.com um also i don't remember if i mentioned to you guys i have a patreon of a community of women where we will be launching again in October. It will include Saturday worship sessions, teachings, um, live videos, and eventually it will be a retreat. And so I will put the link um, of the Queen's Corner on Patreon. If you look at Queen's Corner, um, it's going to be Queen's with apostrophe S um, corner community look for on Patreon and you should see my face Jasmine Lanise and you can sign up as we are getting ready to launch you can also follow me on Facebook at Jasmine Haynes you can follow me on Clubhouse which is an audio app at Jasmine Lanise uh, we are on hiatus right now, but starting back in October, we will be doing our two nights a week, Mondays and Wednesdays of prayer and, and the word. And then you can also find me on TikTok at I am Jasmine Lanise. Send me some funny videos. We can connect on there as I'm gearing up to release new content. And until next week, sis. It's Jasmine Lanise signing off. Be bold, be you, be free. Bye.